Hey, everyone, before we get into our interview today, we just want to thank a few of our sponsors. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Jackson Labs, the brand consultants that we trust to get our brand going in the right direction and the brand consultants you should use to do the same. We've been using them since day one and they have us absolutely dialed in. Go check them out at jacksonlabs.com. That's J-A-X-O-N. This podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at TaylorMade Golf. They've been hooking us up all season long with their new lineup of Sim 2 and Sim 2 Max drivers, ferry woods, rescues, irons, whatever you need to get your game dialed. TaylorMade's got it. While you're getting that new Sim 2 product of yours, make sure to get it fit. The TaylorMade fitting system is next to none. And while you're getting that driver fitting, why don't you take a look at the My Sim 2? You can choose from hundreds of different color combinations to deck out your driver, including your shaft, grip, everything that you want to make it the My Sim 2. This podcast is also brought to you by the apparel company that you will see us in on and off the golf course, Cricket Shirts. Cricket Shirts is inspired from the past with touches of modern design to create timeless designs that are legendary in any decade. Old school done better. Cricket Shirts. Hey, 4Jack fan, we are so excited to bring you our first NHL superstar guest on the show. We had the opportunity to sit down with Mark Scheifele of the Winnipeg Jets. Mark is an absolute weapon. We get into it with Mark talking about what it means to give back, utilizing his platform, being a mentor, his involvement with kids sports, different charities, having fans back in the arena as an NHL player, a little taste of professional golf, where Mark likes to play when he gets to travel and has days off, being a mentor, being a leader for the team, and how to strategically navigate that all-exclusive sugar on the first tee when you're playing with your friends. Let's get into it. Welcome to the 4Jack Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 4Jack Podcast brought to you by our friends over at Jackson Labs, the brand innovation company we trust to use to get our brand going in the right direction. The brand innovators you should use to do the same. I got it, right? I you smashed. nailed it. Even innovators. I love that. <laughs> Switch it up a little bit. Uh, paying some bills here real quick on this special NHL edition of the 4Jack Podcast. This show is brought to you by Cricket Shirts, Therabody, and our friends over at TaylorMade Golf who have us swinging some nice wrenches this year. Go check out the new lineup of Sim 2 Clubs. They'll get you swinging in the right direction. Uh, before we get into our guests tonight, we're going to send it around the horn to say hello to the fellas. Mr. Tombo, what's happening? Not too much, bud. Just enjoying a rainy, whatever that cyclone downpour thing that we've got in Vancouver is, but uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. I'm, I'm excited to dive into this. I love hockey. A uh, bit of mixed feelings, I guess, because of how bad these guys slapped our Oilers around in the playoffs last year, but uh, knowing that he's got a big appreciation for the golf, yeah, I'm excited to dive into it with him. David, what's going on over in Toronto? Like we said, raining, brutal, but uh, excited to have our next guest. Hometown kid, uh, got to know him a little bit this summer. He got the benefit of playing with my son. We all do, and uh, we had some fun this summer. So that was how we got to know each other a little bit. Uh, but pretty excited to talk golf with our next guest. Yeah, said guest, we are very, very, very gracious to have some time with this man tonight, Mr. Mark Shifley, Winnipeg Jets. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. So you're posted up in the. Uh, the, the metropolis of Winnipeg right now, waiting to play some hockey. Yeah, I am. You know, the weather, the weather actually, luckily, like when I got here, 
it was beautiful. It was, you know, right before the season, it was like 25 and sunny. Uh, you know, we, we got super lucky with the weather. So we were able to golf a little bit during training camp. Um, but now uh, the weather's getting a little colder and pretty much saying, let's play some hockey. Well, any particular golf clubs that you like to give a shout out to in the Winnipeg area? Uh, I remember at uh, Southwood. Okay. Uh, it's honestly, it, it, it's an, it's a newer course. Um, you know, they, they, they've gotten the, the players cups. So we have a McKenzie tour event every, every summer. Uh, and I played in it, I think now four years ago, five years ago as like a sponsored sponsor exemption. And the course is in fantastic shape. It's, it's long. It's plays like 7,300 from the tips. Wow. It's a link style course, but if it gets windy, it plays like 8,500 yards. Wow. So, uh, it's a, it's a tough course, but you know, the head pro there is awesome guy. He's a guy actually I played with in the McKenzie tour event. So, uh, a great pro there, a few, a few of us joined actually last year and, um, it's a great golf course in good shape and, uh, it's a little forgiving too. So it lets you, lets you bring the, bring the driver out and go bombs away. So that's always fun. That is a long course, 7,300 yards from it's the a, back tees. It's a monster. Yeah, but, but for the gentleman on the other side of the pod right here, he bombs it, yeah. like bombs it. He's, a, he's, he's a, got his, he's got his tailor made dialed in. Does he? Like dialed in. Oh yeah. Is that so, what we're swinging right now, Mark? Tailor made in the bag? Yeah, I'm a tailor made guy. I got the, I got the Sim 2 driver. Um, I actually just got new irons right now. I'm hitting the, the P7 T dubs, Tiger Woods. Yes. Uh, so, you know, a, a big fan of the a big fan of those irons. I actually just I just got a a set of the the P seven MBs. Sick. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big tailor made guy. I love I love their irons. I I, I like to hit blades because I think I'm that good. But um, I just <laughs> like the look of them. But they 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 make a fantastic golf club. So I'm uh, I'm happy with them. All right, that's a great plug for tailor made. Just to give our listeners a little bit of context, maybe. Uh, how many rounds do you typically play in your off season and what's your handicap at currently? Um, honestly, like I would say up until about maybe four years ago, I maybe played, you know, maybe 10 rounds a summer. Didn't play a whole lot. I've played golf my whole life, but never really played a ton, never really got into it. And then like four years ago, I started playing more and more. Uh, and then, and then COVID hit and, it was kind of like the only thing you could do. So I, I luckily, you know, when COVID hit, I went, I went down South. I was in Palm Springs for, for like three months. I played like almost every day. Cause you know, there's no, no, you couldn't really skate. You couldn't really do anything else other than golf. So I golfed a lot. And then, you know, I'd say, I'd say this past summer I played, you know, North of 60 rounds. So, so I played a lot. You're a bit of a pig. I would have to say in the golf scene. I, 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 Whenever anyone texts me to golf, I'm always I'm always in. I love I love golf. I, love golf. I, I put a I put a golf simulator in my house in Winnipeg, so um, it'll keep me it'll keep me busy uh, on those on those cold uh, winter nights in Winnipeg. Yeah, no kidding. When it's blowing at Portage in Maine at minus a thousand degrees, the coldest place in Canada. Or I feel the like world. the other boys from the team probably like to come over and play with you in there, and probably gets a little crazy. I bet. Well, I, like Logan Stanley. He stayed with me uh, at the start of camp, and his clubs are still at my house. So they, <laughs> they, they I, I honestly just don't think they'll ever leave. They'll just stay here, and and you know when my dad shows up, he'll be hitting big six foot seven 
Logan Stanley's clubs. Are, are, are they being held for ransom? Is there money that needs to be paid or a bill, perhaps? That's uh, no. Honestly, I, I I thought he would pick him up, you know, quickly. And you know, he's just like honestly, just 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 leave him there. I'll be over and we'll be we'll be playing. So just keep just keep him there. Maybe wash them up for me. <laughs> yeah. Give him a little give him a little shine. Uh, you know, wash the grips maybe. So <laughs> yeah, get him ready. That's hilarious. Ready but I think it, like there's always been a good harmony. Like I grew up in a hockey town in Edmonton that. It's just hockey and golf always seem to like go hand in hand because like obviously you develop a bit of the mechanics in hockey, shooting the puck, doing that thing. But then it's also the seasonality of it where, yeah, you play hockey in the winter, you golf in the summer, and it's just a good harmony there. Yeah, I like that. So I guess I don't know where I want to go with this right now, but I know you've been with the Jets ever since they came into the league again, and I'd just like to dive a little bit into just what it's like to be a part of that organization organization and like the resurgence of the jets and i know you guys have been on a good run lately doing a lot of things you slapped the oilers around in the playoffs last year and had a good run at it and just maybe take us into what it's like to be in that hockey town yeah honestly it's awesome you know i was you know it's the only organization i know um you know so i love it you know i signed i signed here for eight years because you know because of the organization the, the, the guys are part of this team you know, it's a, it's a pretty special group. It's a, it, you know, we have a fantastic owner in Mark Chipman. He's, you know, I think he's, he's the best owner in the league. One of the, the most genuine, genuine people and genuine families that I, you know, that, that I know. And, um, you know, it trickles down, you know, right down to the, you know, the coaching staff, the trainers, the, you know, the guys in the team, you know, everyone, everyone, a part of the organization is fantastic. And obviously the fans, the fans that are there, you know, backing us up every single night. And it's obviously great to have him back in the stands this year. And, um, you know, it's such a passionate community. It's a small community, but, um, you know, the fans love their hockey. They love the Winnipeg Jets. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been awesome ever since I was drafted. I, you know, I've loved, uh, loved every day. I got to say, I grew up in Brandon, Manitoba, yeah. not too far down the street from Winnipeg. And I got to, I got to mention two names to you, Pokey Reddick. And Ron Hextall, does that resonate in the Winnipeg Jets organization? I don't know. I don't know the first one. I obviously know Ron Hextall. Yeah, legend. Um, he is a legend, and I, I remember watching him on Don Cherry videos whenever they would show uh, show goalie fights. He was always in the mix of everything. <laughs> so he, uh, I, I remember the Rock'em Sock'em videos. So yes, uh, you know that. That's how I remember Ron Hextall. I love it's it. funny because like. I was a big Patrick Waugh fan also, and then it translated over into Ron Hextall because similar types of guys, they're scrappy, and I always loved the goalies that were not afraid to shoot the puck down the ice to an empty net and try and score, and like Ron Hextall, I think, had a couple goals in his back pocket too, which was always hilarious to me. Yeah, my mom went to high school with him, so that's why I had to give a little shout-out there. There you go, Mom. There's some love for you on the NHL edition. Hot damn. Uh, one thing hockey-related, I know we're here for golf, but – I know last year was a bit of a crazy year in the NHL where because of COVID they made that all Canadian division and I just want to like dive into what the competitive nature was between all those Canadian teams because I know I grew up an Edmonton Oilers fan and it's like we never really got an opportunity to see the Maple Leafs that much but from the player side of things what was it like to kind of have that competition nationwide in Canada and like what was the energy like between the teams? Well, I honestly think it made it made a, a rivalry between you know every Canadian city. You know, we you know we would only play the Leafs you know twice a year. We played Canadians twice a year, Senators twice a year. You know, we really 
we really didn't play. We didn't have any Canadian, other, other Canadian team in our division. So, you know, you didn't, you didn't get to see them a whole lot. So I think it created a little extra, a little extra rivalry between each team that'll kind of, that'll be there for, you know, the next number of years, you know, the amount of time that certain players will be there. It makes that, it makes that a rivalry, you know, from, from that last season. And, you know, I think it was, it was fun. It was, it was, it's definitely nice to be back in our regular divisions and traveling everywhere and playing every team and not playing the same team like four times in a row. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was fun. It was fun to, to be in Canada. You know, I got to, you know, it would have been nice to, you know, have my parents be able to come to the games in Toronto because we were there so much. But, um, you know, it was, it was nice to, to play Canadian teams, you know, a little more. All right, let's switch gears a little bit here. Let's get over to golf. So talk to us about the team and, and who are the real golfers on the Winnipeg Jets team? Who are the guys that you love to get out and play golf with? Um, I like, you know, we, we have a lot of golfers. We have a lot of, a lot of fun guys on our team, a lot of guys that love to golf. So that, that makes it nice. Whenever, whenever you get lucky, you, and you, when you're on the road and you have a couple days off, it's always nice to, you always have someone to play with. Um, I, you know, I like to play with, you know, Eric Comrie, Josh Morrissey and, and Logan Stanley, I would say, um, you know, I play, I, I'd say, you know, whenever there's, whenever there's a round, I like to play with them. Um, you know, we're all, we're all kind of similar. Uh, you know, we, we always seem to have a good match. You know, usually I'm giving them a, a few strokes, but, um, it's always, it's always seems like it's a good match and, you know, Comrie and, uh, Morrissey think they always win, but I've definitely taken a good amount of money off them. So I, I, I don't think that one's completely true, but I'd say those three guys I, I like to golf with the most. All right. We know what the deal is with the four jack crew and what we do as far as breakfast balls and allowing rakes on gimmies and stuff like that. What's the standard practice for you guys? Is it breakfast ball first tee? Are we letting any mullies out there? What's that look like? Uh, usually, like if you're not able to go to the range, like like if you're only able to go hit like a couple balls, then you give a brekkie ball. If you're able to go to the if you're on the if you're on the range for you know thirty minutes, Eric Comrie's a, a range fiend, so he never gets breakfast balls because he's always out on the range for like thirty minutes prior to the round, hitting every club, putting, chipping everything. I'm you know me and Morrissey are are, are trunk slammers, so we literally get there. We're like rushing to the tee, like tucking in our shirt as we're getting to the first tee. Um, so we usually get our breakfast balls, but usually it, it depends on the amount of time in the range. And then, you know, usually we do the rule of just like the putter, the putter goes in the, in the, in the cup for gimmies. And if it's inside, if it's inside the putter, then, then that's your gimme. We don't have anyone that uses uh belly putters. So that one, that, that helps. So I was gonna it, say. It, it makes it so you're not, you all of a sudden one round guys are giving away, you know, 10 foot gimmies and the next round, you're, you know, a guy won't even give like a one foot gimme. So it makes it. It makes it easy on 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 that. I was going to say with Logan Stanley being six seven, you might have an extra long putter, <laughs> so we got to watch him. You get some yeah, extra, exactly. Get some extra His putting's pretty feet. good though, so so I'll give it to him. Touche. He's Do a you very guys, good putter. Very good putter. Does so. the, does the match get to a point where you're like not like we're going to see this little little uh, knee knocker here? Yeah, we want to see you putt that out, bud. Or are you guys pretty if generous? It, usually, usually if it's for birdie, like if it's a big putt, you'll make them putt it out. But, you know, usually, usually you get, you know, you set the rule early and that's what it is. So, you know, sometimes if you got a, if you got a par putt to tie the hole and it's inside the putter, that's the, that's the name of the game. So, that's good. you know, sometimes, sometimes just, sometimes you got a really good leg putter that just able to always leg it inside the, inside the putter. And, uh, that makes it nice strategy. I think strategy. 
What's the trash talk like on the golf course? Are you guys pretty good to each other? Do you guys like to beat up on each other? It always depends on the round. Like if it's a tight if it's a tight match, it you know, I'd say it gets a little quiet when it's a tight match. But if one team's like if one team's, you know, whooping the others, then there gets a lot more trash talk. It's a little you know, usually the winning team, usually you know, it's it's oh it's always you know, Eric Comrie always says, you know, the, a golf match is always one of the first tee with the, the amount of strokes that you uh, negotiate that you, that you that you negotiate. So uh. he's he he literally every every day he he'll all of a sudden shoot like a seventy six the neck the the day before, and then all of a sudden he's like his handicap somehow went up, and you're like, comes, I'm not an idiot. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know that's not your handicap. He's like, <laughs> I put it, I put them all in. It's like I was like, okay, show me, and he's like, well, no, I haven't put them in yet. So, uh, he, he, he's, he's one of those guys that he, he, he's, he's great at negotiating strokes and he, he's not afraid to, to, to get ruthless on them too. I love how you guys are negotiating for sugar on the first tee still. Honestly, I think I'm going to take that as like a little word of wisdom for life where like, yeah, the matches won or lost on the first tee, right? Because of how there we, we negotiate from here, here on out. That's a good way to look at it. David, what do you got? Well, you mentioned like, you know, going back four or five years ago, you're only playing eight to 10 rounds of golf per year, but you have been involved with charity, I guess. You know, how did that kind of start? I know you have your golf classic in Winnipeg. You've got involved with a bunch of stuff, you know, here in Ontario. Um, you've supported some of the other players in the PA. Um, you know, what, what does that mean to you, what you can bring from a golf perspective and hockey perspective? But, you know, how do you kind of, you know, dial that in or how do you, sort of look at that and evaluate what to get involved with and what not to get involved with, I guess. And, you know, you've done some great stuff in Winnipeg and, you know, continue to. So walk me through the charity aspect of, I guess, your goals. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a, I had the, it was, it was with kids sport, um, you know, so it was, it was to, to help kids that don't have the opportunity to, to play sport. You know, they help with gear, they help with, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, what's it called? the the fees that are that to go with to go with play, to play with ho- play hockey or football or soccer or whatever it is so i had that for i think i did four or five years with that and you know we ra- we raised a ton of money we did a hockey camp and the, and a golf tournament and um you know i was lucky that i had a lot of guys from the team a lot of guys from the from the ahl team they would come and help and and support and be there and get auctioned off and 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 play golf and um you know, I, I always look at the, the, the charity side of things is, you know, the, the position that, you know, we're in as athletes to, to be able to, to give back to the, to your community or to, to anyone, to anyone in need, you have to take advantage of it. So, you know, whenever there's a chance to, you know, be a part of a golf tournament or, a, you know, I did a, I did a match with Brandon Tanev against, you know, Sean McKenzie and James Duffy this year and, um, you know, raised a bunch of money for, you know, the frontline workers. So, you know, I always look, I always look at that stuff as, you know, you have to, you know, when you have the opportunity to, to, to raise money or, you know, give money to, to someone in need, I think, you, you know, you have to take advantage of it. It's, 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 it's a privilege to be able to do that. And, and not many people have that opportunity to, to do so. So, you know, I look at that as, you know, it's something you have to do. It's something that is, is a responsibility of ours as athletes. And it's something that, you know, I love, I love to give back. I love to give back to the, to the community that, you know, gave me so much. Um, you know, obviously I was very lucky to, to play, to play hockey, to play a lot of sports. And, and, you know, my parents, you know, did it worked really, really hard to, to be able to, you know, have me, my brother and sister all play sports. And, you know, I, I like to, to give, th- give back to things that I'm passionate about as well. And, um, 
you know, you know, for me, I just think it's, 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 uh, you know, you can't take that for granted. You can't take, um, you know, anything for granted. So you have, you have to, you have to give, you have to give back, you know, when you can. And, you know, I think that's just the way that my, uh, my parents raised me and, you know, I'll always, I'll always feel that way about it. It's like, I forget the uncle's name in Spider-Man, but Peter Parker's uncle with great power comes great responsibility. And it is like, obviously there was a ton of work and sacrifice from the family side to put you in a position to succeed at hockey, but like you did it. And now it's like, okay, like where can we help other people that need an opportunity, whether it's kids who want to learn to play golf and do other things too, or hockey or read or (laughs) Sorry, I kind of intermingled Derek Zoolander into that. I was looking for that one. Kids that can't read and want to do other things. No, that's that's exactly that's exactly (laughs) it, though. You know, it it is a responsibility that we have as athletes and and people that you know kids look up to and kids, um, you know, kids, you know, look at us as role models. And I think that opportunity, you know, you have to take with you have to take that with responsibility and 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 give back and and do what you can for the community and for for the people around you and. you know, I, I think it is a responsibility of us as athletes to, to do that. 100%. So growing up in Kitchener, walk me through junior golf. Did you play at Rockway, Dune, Westmount? Like, where did you play junior golf growing up? Deer Ridge? Like, was junior golf even a thing for you growing I'm, up in Kitchener? I'm going to add to this, too. We're going to actually take us all the way back. We're going to time travel here a little bit, Mark. We want to know your whole introduction to golf. Who was instrumental in that? And then you can walk us through, you know, the junior career. Okay. So uh, my dad, he was the one that got us into it. My dad, you know, grew up and, and played golf. And, uh, he, you know, he took me and my older brother, Kyle, out. It was actually at Tavistock, a tiny little rinky-dink golf course in Ta- Tavistock. That was the first golf course I ever played. You know, I still remember I had, I had three clubs. I had a driver. I had a little, like, really tiny chipper, and a putter. Yeah, and I loved the chipper. chipper. I, I wanted to hit. I wanted. To, I always thought I had. I, I had great chipping because I had this little tiny chipper that I used until I was too old to use it. Um, so it was Tavistock. I think it was just called Tavistock Golf Club. That that was our that was our that was our spot as kids. And then I got a little older, and a few of my buddies played at Rockway. So uh, I played. Not a ton, but I played as much as I could as a, you know, as a younger kid um, at Rockway. Um, and that was pretty much it. I didn't play, I didn't play at a whole lot of other places. You know, Dune Valley, um, maybe once, you know, New Dundee, maybe a couple times, uh, but mostly at Rockway. And, you know, I, I had one buddy, his name's Matt Gild. He was a, he was an unbelievable golfer from a young age. Like he just, he just had it. He still, he still is a fantastic golfer. So Whenever, uh, whenever I play, you know, with my, my old minor hockey buddies, I always get him on my team and I always win. So, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, that was my kind of junior golf stories. Any competitive stuff? Were you a tournament kid or were you just kind of out there for fun beating on the brother? Yeah, just, just, just for fun. You know, never, never played in any tournaments. Um, I had a wicked slice as a kid. Like I literally, I played, I played my slice and I hit a, I hit a, big swoopy slice when i was younger so um power fade you know, power slap shot oh it was it was a big one like i was i just swung at this as hard as i could and aimed as far left and it would <laughs> it would end up it would end up you know somewhat in the fairway but if i had a, if i had a tight little shoot there was no chance of me getting it off that one off the tee that's where the chipper comes out and they're looking at you like exactly what the hell is this guy doing 
I used to have a buddy that we played golf with that never played golf, and literally he would tee outside left of the tee marker on the left and like hit this seven yard cut, but he would hit the center of the fairway every time. It was just a thing of beauty. Just coming right over the top. Gross. On it. Just filthy, filthy swoop. It was disgusting. So hold on. Knowing that you didn't really play competitive golf when you were younger, and now you get sponsors exemption into a McKenzie tour event, like what? And he's a player. What is that like? Like switching gears from like, obviously competitive hockey is your natural element to like, okay, now we're in golf competitively, first tee jitters, all that stuff. What was, walk us through that. Man, it was, it was something I've never experienced before. Like, it's so crazy. And then like, it wasn't like there was a ton of people. Um, like, I think there was like maybe 200 people watching and I like, I almost blacked out. Like I, I'm actually surprised I hit the, I hit the ball in the first tee. I was like, just don't shank it off. So when I hit like a, I kind of hit like a little like punch cut, not a great shot, but it got out there and I was just thankful that I didn't hit anyone. I'm thankful I didn't shank it. I'm thankful it didn't like go off someone's head and I would have just been miserable the rest of the round. But you know, I'm, I'm actually playing in the, in the same players cup tournament this, this summer on, a, on August 15th. So I'm actually, my game's come a long way since I played in it, I think four years ago now. So I get to play in it again. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, you know, how my scores compare to, to what I, what I, what I did that first time. What's that stage like being in a full arena, you got your team to rely on, you guys are amped up, you're going into a real, you know, pressure filled game playoffs baby or we're standing on the first tee we got 200 people and jesus man i just want to hit the club face honestly it's it, it, it's so crazy to say but it's like it's something that you're not as confident in something you haven't done before and and you're and and it wasn't like it, like at the time i think i was like a six or seven handicap um so it's like you so know there's decent, a hole but i wasn't two. great and i yeah, there's a hole out there say? that's got your number somewhere in the round, like you know, and it's like I just don't want it to be on this first tee. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly it. Like I, I settled in nicely, but it was like it was it was so tough on that first tee. I like I literally was just like, don't shank it, just like take it easy. And I just I hit it, it was an okay shot, but it was like I really I really did not hit it well. But it was just it was I I've, I've honestly never felt like that like. I'd love to have like a whoop on it at, at yeah, that time. Yeah, like, you know, right? they see, you see like JT Speak. and, and McElroy, you know, on the, on the first tee at the Ryder cup or whatever. Uh, I'd love, I'd love to see mine. It would have been like 190 beats per minute. I would have <laughs> been like, like <laughs> they would have thought I would have had a jammer on the first tee. Yeah, pre-order the ambulance. Shifley's going down on number one here. He can't get it off the tee. It's fun. It's funny you say that. Cause like we, we all played in a couple golf tournaments this year and like mine the one we, the modern meet open was my first competitive round of golf outside of like playing competitively with the boys since high school. And it's like the first tee par five in course out of bounds on the right. I hit my first tee shot three inches over that. And then it's like, you see this guy out in the middle of the fairway doing this, like you're no good. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my, like that second tee shot. I was on a full blown shake. Like it was horrifying. <laughs> I, I literally had that. I, there, there's this like, it's it's like a it's a longer par five. I think it's like five five sixty five. I think, um, but there's water on the right, and usually the breeze is kind of pushing it into the water, and it's it, like you just have to aim left, and you're and you're fine. But I hit a little bit of a cut. It got caught by the breeze and went in the water, 
So I'm hitting three off the tee on this par five. I, and then I end up like pull, like straight pulling the next one yeah. into the fescue, in the fescue far left. End up hitting like a good shot. And then I four whack on the green. Oh, four jack. And I end up taking a nine on the hole. And I'm like, I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. I was having a good round too. And that just deflated me and I was terrible from then on. Yeah, how do you bounce back from like a quad or a quint or I made an eleven on the opening hole that Tom hit it out of bounds. Yeah. So that didn't give me any confidence for myself when I looked on the online scoring and see my bud Parks. He posted an eleven on the first hole. I was like, what happened? Yeah, I there? did proceed to make a bunch of birdies after that, but that yeah. was that was garbage. So we have a uh, a fan request here, text message coming in hot. A uh, young man named Ben had the opportunity to play with you this summer. He said you didn't give him, give him enough sugar, but he was okay with the debt that was owed at the end of the round. So talk us through that. You had the opportunity to play with David's son this summer? I did. Good little player. Was, uh, he was a great player. He hit, <laughs> hit, a, hit a great ball. Dave, Dave's a fantastic golfer. Like he, he smashes the ball. Like He talks about me hitting the ball well. He smashes it. And good putter but we, we we played with uh our buddy tyler taylor too who might be the biggest snap show on the golf course <laughs> in the history of power the games power hooks <laughs> power hooks nobody nobody's safe on the left no barbecue is uh it's unseen. dangerous it's dangerous it's dangerous oh like there's there's some holes where you literally see him set up and you're like oh no oh no like i literally i literally was playing with him in the club championships and he actually had a he actually had a decent drive and we couldn't find it, so we had to go back to the tee. And he literally like pushes one so far left, like it would have it would have literally landed on the road, which is like literally next to impossible to to see. And seeing this guy like like trudge up the up the fairway is it was the funniest thing in the world. And he and he's and he actually is a pretty good golfer, but it's 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 a it's a sight. It's a sight to see. I'll tell you that. Man, golf is the ultimate equalizer. Like it brings out every possible emotion it just gives you true insight in like a person's character it's it's absolute crazy it's very revealing it's true it's it's one of those it's one of those things that you like like i'm not a very angry person i get on the golf course and like something goes wrong if i hit a bad shot or miss a three-footer or anything it's like i want to snap every club in my bag and quit <laughs> and it's like it's one it's one shot like you're, you're shooting well and you literally want to you literally want to break every club in your bag yeah, it's funny. I saw this meme on Instagram today about this guy just took a picture of these clubs that were chilling on the bench. Oh yeah, the hole. it's like these are free. They suck, right? <laughs> these like, are shit. Yeah, free clubs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just gave up, David. What do you got? Yeah. So I, I just want to let Mark know that you've officially surpassed Logan Stanley as Ben's second favorite hockey player. So for context for some of our listeners, um, it was Patrice right. Bergeron and Logan Stanley and. Logan might have been in the AHL when Ben would talk about, uh, you know, essentially his favorite hockey player. But now it's Patrice Bergeron, Mark Scheifele, and Logan Stanley. So it's good two Jets yes. there, but still Let's gives go. Logan the love. Let's go. Still gives Logan the love. So uh, it's all good. A couple more rounds <laughs> of golf and you might hat. win him over, right? I think. Could be good. Okay. Yeah. I do have a question <laughs> here now that I'm, I'm – thinking nhl you're traveling you got a couple days off like what is your favorite city to go play hockey in for the golf oh good question honestly i i I got lucky um you know going to california actually 
I played uh, Cal Club, you know, which actually me and me and David were talking about, um, and it was it was fantastic. It was a it was a really great golf course, fantastic shape. It played well. Um, so I, I'd say California. That that's probably those those are the probably the three like you know San Jose, Cal, uh, San Jose, LA, LA. and LA. and Anaheim are probably you know you're it's easier to find a it's easier to find around. You know, usually we tend to have a couple days off there. So one year we played Spyglass. Um, we played like Pelican Hill. So usually we get a couple of days in, in one of those places. So I, I'd, I'd probably say California. When you're down in Anaheim, have you had the pleasure of ever gracing the property of Rolling Hills Golf Club? Never. If he That's hasn't, we're, right. we're going to line you up with that. We've already sure. talked about it. We're looking at schedules. Right. We, right. we got it. Right. Derek Lane, so. California. We got go. all hooked up. Let's go to rapid fire though. Let's get uh, rapid fire because I know Mark's got. He's got some time restrictions. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, Let's do that. Let's do it. So, Mark, we're going to close out the show tonight, and we're very grateful for your time tonight. I know you got things to do. We're going to transition to a little segment we like to call rapid fire, not so rapid fire. So, ten skill testing questions. We're not going to set a timer on this one because it never goes to time. But we'll be a little more than the not so rapid because I just always go down a wormhole. We'll be a little quicker today. We'll expedite it. All right, Mark. Rapid fire ten. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. That's all we got is harp tonight. We got to switch out the sound effects. Okay. Question number one, Mark Shifley. What did you have for breakfast today? I had uh, eggs, sausage, and an English muffin with almond butter and honey. How many eggs? Three eggs. Okay. Scrambled. That's, that's athletic. I like that. Question number two, fur, leather. Hey, that's a high performance athlete breakfast, folks. (laughs) I was hoping he was going to say like sixteen, like the Michael Phelps style, right? Just raw. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Or or are you you hoping that you heard like cinnamon toast crunch (laughs) with uh, an apple? Or (laughs) that was that was lunch. That was lunch. Or just like (laughs) our last guest was like coffee, and it's like yeah, okay, though probably isn't the case you need a lot more fuel than that guy straight caffeine question number two the rapid fire not so rapid fire always not so rapid fire fur leather lace or latex mark shifley what was that fur leather lace or latex (laughs) yeah fur leather late this confused me i know absolutely it's supposed to confuse you what's what's your preference on the golf course, I, I think I think leather. I gotta go for leather. All right, leather. We like that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll swap that one out. What's in the bag right now? It's not going very well. We've had two very confused. Yeah. So let's, let's I like this. We're we're trying to confuse him a little bit. He's an athlete. He should be he should be ready for this. Question number three: What's in the bag right now? We know you're swinging Taylor made. Talk us through your set, all the way down to the wand. Maybe go shafts yeah. too. So I got a yeah. So I got um, Sim two driver. Uh, with a Ventus blue Velicor shaft. Nice. Uh, I got a Sim, just a Sim five wood with a Diamana shaft. I have a Sim two hybrid with a Ventus blue Velicor shaft. And then I got um, four to pitching wedge in the P7 TW irons. With uh, Project X LZ 6.5s. Nice. And then I have a TaylorMade Millgrind 52 degree. Oh, the new one. I got a TaylorMade 
uh, high toe bronze 56. Mm-hmm. And then I got a, I got a Vokey, um, 60 degree. And then I got a, I have, I have, I have more putters than you could shake a stick at. I have <laughs> right now in the bag, I got a, I got a Newport two, uh, Scotty Cameron. I like soon to have what a was the putter you're using the summer, the black chef one. That, that was the, it was an old, it's an old one. I actually got on eBay. It was a Del Mar, uh, with one of those trillium inserts. I was hitting oh, that one well, wow. and then I came to Winnipeg and couldn't hit it. So I, I think I switched putters like six times since I saw you, David. <laughs> I love it. Well, soon to have a Peretti in the bag to swap out the Terillium or the Newport too. Exactly. Question. And we four. are working on your Justin Thomas, Scotty Cameron. That's the one yeah, more. JT, JT is my, JT. Favorite, my favorite golfer. That's for sure. There you go. Little yeah. circle T like that. Question number four. Mark, are you an outfit guy? Do you get dressed in the dark? Do you care what you're rocking? Are you a white belt, white hat, white shoes kind of guy? What's your look for the golf course? Um, You know, usually everything Nike. You know, uh, you know, I'm lucky to be a Nike athlete. So, you know, at, at the start of every summer, I get a, I get a few golf outfits, a few, few shirts, few shorts, few shoes. So, um, you know, I got, I got a, I got a good amount of golf stuff. So usually I just kind of throw something together. I, I think I'm, I swear I'm colorblind or I just very fashionably challenged because I literally, the, the amount of times my girlfriend will look at me and be like, did you mean to wear those two things together? And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? I thought this looks good. So, uh, you know, I just, I usually just kind of grab what's there. I'm just picturing Ian Poulter in like the brown satin pants with the orange satin sheen oh. shirt. Like, yeah, that uh-oh. thing was nice. Okay, <laughs> to, to add on to the fashion question, I'd like to know, you know like, what kind of suit are you rocking to the arena? Oh, okay. That's good. Um,. Do you guys all you know, wear suits I, I had, to the I, arena still, or do you guys get to? Yeah, we like, do. We do. Whatever Harry Rosen gave him after the best shoot a few years ago. There you go. Yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a few. I got a Harry Rosen one. I got a, I got a bunch of RW and Co ones because okay. I, I was sponsored by them for a little bit. So, you know, they got they 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 challenged me to actually wear something different than just a blue suit like I usually always wear. <laughs> um, so sometimes I have a little a little better style there, but. Um, I'm a pretty simple guy. I, li- I like wearing blue, and that's that's kind of my my jam. As a self-admitted, potentially colorblinded person, I understand why you like to keep it simple. Because you're like, I don't want to roll in here like neon, mixy matching, and not like sure. a highway exactly. pylon. Keep it safe. Uh, He's here for the goals, guys. He's yeah. here for the goals, not the outfits. That's right. Steve Birdies jo- and goals. Steve Jobs yes. only wore the black turtleneck because he's like, I don't want to have to think about what I'm wearing in the morning because I got other shit to do. Because I got to count my money, so I don't care about my outfit. <laughs> Build cool products. That's good. Uh, every single photograph of you online, you have this like glorious flow happening. So I threw in the conditioner question. What is the conditioner of choice for Mark Shifley in the uh, illustrious flow? I'm uh I'm a head and shoulders guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I call them all. Big head and shoulders guy. So, so uh, so I'm gonna give head and shoulders some love. I'm I'm a big head and shoulders guy. I'm if if when I'm on the road and I have to use like random stuff at the hotel, I I miss my miss my head and shoulders. All right, well there you go, folks. NHL salon quality hair endorsed by Mark Shifley. Head and shoulders. Go pick it up. <laughs> uh. We talked about your warm up routine for the golf course. Maybe let's talk about your warm up routine before a game. What what kind of stuff are you guys doing pre NHL hockey game? Anything specific that can translate to some of our listeners, maybe for the golf course or beer league hockey? <laughs> beer league. <laughs> uh, 
one sec. Uh, honestly, it's it's pretty like simple. Like I, you know, usually hop on like the like one of those Aerodyne bikes, and I go on that for like two minutes just to get the body warm, um, and then I kind of go through just some like active stretches. I would say, like just like really simple glute bridges stuff like that, and then I do some I do some balancing stuff on like one foot, like barefooted, like one foot, you know, foot in front of the other. Uh, I do some stuff on like a boat, like a, one of those uh, BOSU balls. Um, and then usually I, you know, I do some jumps. I do some, then towards the end, I try to like ramp it up again and, you know, do some jumping, do some, a few like quick sprints, a few leg swings. Um, sorry, I'm getting stuff. a call. We've gone over. Your time. agent's uh, calling you. We're, we've gone over time. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and, uh, and then past that, it's, and then I pretty much, I get my forearms worked on because so my forearms get pretty tight. So maybe that's a good thing for the golf course, a little massage through the forearms. Uh, and then I get dressed and out for warm up. Love it. Do you guys so do all of our beer league guys, our beer like guys definitely go through all that. Farragut, <laughs> 11 p.m. Forearms worked on, but you can just- Get them worked out with your therabody. Yeah, either get your Theragun or get your buddy that's sitting next to you to just rub your forearms for a few minutes before you head out there, right? (laughs) I don't think I want my buddy beside me rubbing anything. That's for sure. Do you guys do that? Because I see a lot of hockey players do that thing with the soccer ball where they stand around in a circle and kick it around to kind of work on coordination. Is that something that you guys do too? Yeah, we have some guys that do it. I'm not a big – we call it sewer ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, So – you know, I, I haven't played it for a long time. Honestly, I, I played it my first year and then I hurt my knee. And I, when I came back, I wore a brace and my knees just were my one knee, my right knee. And I'm, I'm for soccer. I'm pretty much exclusively right footed. So I haven't played ever since my first year. So okay. um, not a big soccer guy. Question number seven in the rapid fire, not so rapid fire. What is your go-to snack at the turn? You're out with the boys. We're heading to. Number 10, you're going to stop at the halfway house. Are we looking for what? Hot dog, burger dog, pack of cigarettes, six pack, six pack of beers? What are we looking for? Um, I'm usually pretty good. I, I usually try to plan my golf rounds a little more around like around meals. So I try not to be out and not have had, a, had lunch or whatever or something before, like a bigger meal. So I'm a big like grab an apple. Westmount's got has great apples and they have these, this great like power bar. Like it's a homemade power bar, um, so usually I'm I'm that in water, and I'm not a big I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm I'm not a big drinker on the course because I I like to go low, and when I start drinking, then my game sucks. I get over <laughs> over top of a putt, and I don't know what's going on. Amen. So I'm a big I, I, I so then if I have a really good round, then we have drinks after the after the round. So you know usually just water, an apple, and a power bar. On that note, I'd like to know what is in your your bottle on the bench. Like, what are you drinking when you're on the bench of a, a hockey game? Is it Gatorade? Is it some sort of special concoction of electrolytes and straight other vodka. stuff or water? What's your what's your go to <laughs> vodka? Yeah, straight vodka. Yeah, gin and gin and tonic, gin and tonic in the in the water bottle. <laughs> nice. um, um, on the bench, it's, it's usually just water. Like, um, but usually, like in between, like in intermissions, I usually have either BioSteel or. Uh, like the BioSteel hydration drink, or the, or like this Gatorade, um, Gator Lights drink. So usually I have those in my stall, you know, during the intermission. Something, cool. something electrolytes to get you rejuvenated. I just love diving into this stuff because yeah, there's just so much like 
structure and like energy put into like the health and wellness of a high performance athlete such as yourself that it's cool to just like dive deeper i love that uh we always like to ask our guests the cliche question if you had a dream foursome we'll let you play five give us four players you would love to get out on the golf course with uh well it's got to be tiger woods of course like that number yeah. one justin thomas of course number two um probably jesus you got to go number three sick okay um he's probably a pretty good golfer not giving him sugar uh, <laughs> um who the last one yeah i think i think I, you got to go jack nicholas okay i so, think i think those those have got to be the guys double j the goat i like that i love that one yeah good like, round it's good to go with jesus right uh question number 10 and the final question of the evening this will be the hardest question to answer as a leader in your hockey organization, what are some of the fundamental things that you need to instill and represent in front of your guys to encourage, empower, and grow that sort of ecosystem? And win. And win. Metaphorically and literally. You know, I always, I always like to think that it's, you know, hard work. Um, you know, I'm a, big, I'm a big believer in, you know, kind of leading by example. So, you know, I think what you show on a day-to-day basis, whether it's practice, whether it's in the gym, whether it's, you know, what you eat for dinner the night before. I think it's, you know, it's, it's how you show your team, how you're taking care of yourself, how you, how, what, what you're doing to, to make yourself better. What that, that is, you know, in a roundabout way going to make the team better. Um, you know, I always think, I always think hard work is, is the best thing to, to show, show your teammates, show your organization that you're working hard, you're giving it your all, you, you're, you're putting, you're putting yourself, you're the best, the best version of yourself out there every single day and and letting the rest take care of itself and then like say that. you're doing that all the time and then you got a couple guys that come up to you that are having a little bit of conflict like what's the key to conflict resolution in your life and how would you approach things like that that's a tough one um <laughs> it is, is a tough one we're gonna grind it for the last one here yeah, I'd say you know those are those are tough. You know, um, there's no simple answer. You know, when there's, no, when, there's, when there's not cohesiveness in the in the group, it makes it it can make it pretty tough. Um, but I would say, you know, for the most part, it's just you know try to get guys in the room, try to get guys talking about about similar goals, and 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 you know make everyone realize you know what we're all out here for. We're all out here to to be successful, to win, you know, to win as an organization, you know, win as each other. Or, or win win individually as well. You know, every guy wants to play their best, and at the end of the day, we're out here to to win for each other and, and battle for each other. And I think, you know, when you when you put that in perspective of you know we're out here battling for each other, and at the end of the day, if we all if we all if we all do well, the team does well, we're all going to be taken care of. And I think that's you know that's the the, the best way to put it. That was the key to slapping the Oilers around in the playoffs last year. I was going to say, he's, he's won us over. He's number one in our hearts. Number two on the roster for us now with teams because Oilers, obviously, we bleed blue. Sorry, Mark. Can't say the <laughs> same for David or David's son. But for myself, for the rest of the guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. This is our first NHL edition. We tried to take it easy on you. But we look forward to having an opportunity to reconnect with you down the road. Wish you all the best for this season. And we'll be looking forward to getting an opportunity to get you out on the golf course and potentially uh, get into that sugar a little bit. Awesome. Can't wait, guys. Thanks, Mark.
Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Take care. All the best, man. Talk to you soon.